0: Welcome to episode number 106 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are currently in a series dealing with God's generosity. Quality Christian Living is a podcast designed to help Christians understand how God wants us to live a prosperous life. His word tells us that he wants us to prosper in all things and be in good health even as our soul prospers. So with that, we're going to today get into a particular topic dealing with God believes generosity is generous generational. But before we get into the podcast, let's pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to help us and guide us. Father, I thank you for this opportunity. Pray that you would bless it, that you would anoint it, that the Holy Spirit would come in now and take over, take charge. I stand behind your word, Father God, and lift it up to you, Lord, as guidance and direction for this teaching today. The scriptures that we use and that we read throughout our teachings, Father, were anointed by the Holy Spirit, and they were inspired. So I pray now that the Holy Spirit would anoint and inspire this teaching, that those who are listening in today would receive something very special, and we'll be careful now to give you praise for it, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, today I want you to think about generosity in relationship to being a generational issue, something that has come before you and will go on after. I believe you're going to hear about something today that will excite you about the potential blessings of generosity through the next generations of your family, and that you will understand through God's word that he desires to bless us so that we can be a blessing from one generation to the next generation. Now, I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about all the areas of generosity, meaning kind to each other, loving to each other, forgiving of each other, and allowing ourselves to be generous in our attitudes and generous in our desire to reach out and help other people. So let's get going here today, and I know God's going to bless it. The first thing I'd like to be sure we all understand is that we serve a generous God, and He loves for that generosity to go from one generation to the next. In my book entitled Receive Everything from What We See as Nothing, it was a book on faith, one to help us understand that God can bring forth those things that are not as though they are. I wrote on the lives of Abraham and Sarah. Now, God God told them they would have another child, even though Abraham was 100 years old and Sarah was 90. You know, they had given up hope for starting a new generation. However, God blessed them, and they became the mother and father of Isaac. Their generation has blessed every generation since. Now, I believe that God wants to work in your life. He wants to raise up a new generation of generosity. He wants us to surrender our plan to His. He desires to do something new in our family. So, today, can be the beginning of a new generation with a generous heart. I believe that. And so I believe we're going to get into understanding what it means to have generosity flowing from God to us and from generations to come. Now, as I was a child, I was blessed with a father who passed his spirit of generosity on to his children. You see, generosity is far more than just money. A lot of people, when you think of generosity or being generous, they think about, oh, it's money, it's finances, and it is partly. However, my dad didn't have a lot of money, and he was the kind of person who was generous with his time, generous with his love, generous with his kindness to others. Little did I know that my dad prepared me for for a test I faced with a man who lived on the streets of Phoenix. Arizona. It's kind of a long story, but I'll make it real short. I can remember one day as a pastor, I was going into a place to get a drink of Coke or Pepsi or whatever it was. And as I was going in, I saw a man sitting down beside the entrance to the store. And I asked him if there's anything I could get for him. He looked at me and he said, you know, I'm kind of hungry. And I said, well, could I get you a sandwich and something to drink? He said, yeah, I'd like to have a sandwich, he says, and a Coke. So I said, sure, I'd be happy to. So I went inside and I thought, Lord, this is a good opportunity for me to be generous. And so I'm just going to want to bless this guy. So I went in and I bought a roast beef sandwich, I think it was, and I got him a Pepsi and went back out and I handed it to him. And he looked at me and he said, Um, I don't like Pepsi, and I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat meat. Now, I didn't make that story up. Let me just tell you, that is a true story that happened in my life. Let me just ask you this question. How would your attitude toward generosity be at this time to that man? So, I must admit, I thought about it, and I thought, well, he ought to be happy with what I gave him. But then the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, if you want to be generous to this man, then be generous and don't be judgmental of him. And so I said, okay. So I took the sandwich back inside. I asked the gal, I said, is there any way that I can give this in, you know, in exchange for something else? And she said, sure. So I got rid of the roast beef sandwich and I got a egg salad sandwich and I got him a Coke instead of a Pepsi. I went back out and I leaned over and I said, here is egg salad sandwich. Okay. And he said, yes, thank you. And I says, and, and here's the Coke that you wanted. And he said, yes, thank you very much. And so I handed it to him and I gotta tell you I felt pretty good about it. And I didn't feel that I was something special or anything like that, but I thought that the Holy Spirit helped me to be generous, even though I was questioning what this guy's intentions were and what his motives were. Well I went and got in my car, and as I drove away, for a second I stopped and I looked back just to see how this guy was doing, and he was gone. He just disappeared. So all of a sudden I thought, wait a minute, was that A man there who was truly a street person who was living on the street and needed help? Or was the Holy Spirit trying to teach me a lesson on generosity? Well, I'll probably never know until I get to heaven. But I even drove around that building looking for this guy and I couldn't find him. So, I don't know. Maybe it was a visitor from heaven. Maybe it was just something that he just took off. And I don't know what it was, but I do know that it blessed me and it helped me to understand what true generosity was. Don't put conditions on it. There's something I'll be talking about probably in future podcasts and has to do with conditional generosity or contingent generosity. But today we're going to focus on generational generosity. I believe it's going to be a blessing to you. So get ready to receive generosity from our Lord. Now I believe we can pass generosity down through the generations of our family. However, if generosity has not been a generational trait in your upbringing, then you can start it for your own current generation. Growing up, I was blessed to have a loving family. Dad was one of the most giving men I've ever known what he lacked in finances he made up with in his generous heart. He was always generous with his love for his children and my mother. Dad had a quality I have seldom seen in a parent. He loved all four of his children equally. To him, it mattered not how we treated him. Of course, he desired our love, but his love to us was not conditional. His love remained constant and true toward all of us. That generational standard of unconditional love I desired to give to my children and see them give it to their children. Now, the Word of God is the greatest book ever written on generosity needing to be inherently generational. Our God loves every person he has ever created. His love for mankind has never changed. He is generous with his love to every person on earth, generation to generation. Today we hear so much talk about generational curses. Maybe we need to focus more on the generational blessings of God. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Romans about receiving God's gifts and how we must be generous in passing them on to other people. In Romans chapter 12 and verse Number eight, in the New Living Translation, Paul said these words, If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. See, Paul knew that we had gifts, and he knew that those gifts were intended to be passed through generation to generation. Now, you may wonder if everyone can receive the spiritual gift of giving generosity without being concerned about what's in it for them. Because it kind of reminds me of the book that I've written entitled Generosity, What's In It For Me. It was written to help people understand that generosity is a wonderful thing to have in life. And yeah, there's a lot of things that happen for you. And we're blessed when we're generous to others, but we must not have the wrong motives to be generous only so that we'll get something special back. And I'll talk more about that in an upcoming podcast, but let's kind of move on with this focus. That we have today. If you're concerned that you don't have the gift of being generous, well let's let's think about that for a second. All you need to do is look at the examples of the generous people in our world who reach out to others without having personal motives. Now of course I realize that not everyone will desire this quality of generosity. It's important to clarify something before we move on. We don't have to be wealthy to be blessed with giving the gift of. Generosity. Some of the greatest acts of generosity have come from the poor. In the book of Acts, chapter three, we read of the apostle Peter and John. They're going into the temple. You see, they approached a lame man from birth. He was begging by the gate. When he asked them for money, Peter told the man that he did not have any silver or gold, but what he did have, he would give him. You see, there's the key. He was said, "What I have, I'll give." You see, that's the key to generosity. If you're a person who doesn't have a lot of financial wealth, but you have a heart for people and you love people and you have time to be able to reach out to others or you make time to reach out to others, you have become a very generous person. Peter went on to to tell the man that in the name of Jesus, he could get up and walk. And then it says in the Bible, immediately the man jumped up and walked away. You see, Peter did not have financial wealth. So he gave generously his only possession that was faith in God's ability to heal this man. Think about that. All we can do is give what we have. So think about that. Write that down. Make a note of the things that you do have. Maybe you have a spirit of just being kind to people or you have a spirit of being friendly to people or you are blessed with the spirit of service. Serving others and reaching out and helping other people. And maybe you've been blessed financially, the way you can do things financially to bless other people. Whatever it is, we've got to use that and to give it. God gave us gifts so that we could be blessed and that we could be a blessing to others. If all we have is love and compassion, that may be the most generous gift we can ever give. Peter's gift of generosity has been taught for over 2,000 years. Now, who knows? Maybe our gift of love and compassion will last for a thousand generations. When we become followers of Jesus Christ, we receive the greatest generational gift of generosity known to man. We receive the gift of eternal life. God has passed that gift on to all of the generations of this world. His gift is the same to all mankind. God's love is given anyone who will accept it. Have you ever received that love from our Father? If you have, then share it with the next generation. In John 3.16, the New Living Translation, it tells us this, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. If you're not sure, let me just say that right now, if you're not sure where you're going to spend eternity, let me just ask you right now, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've not submitted your life to him, why don't you just take a moment and do that right now. All you have to do is say, Father, I'm sorry for the sins I've committed. I repent of my sins, I ask you to forgive me, and I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that he gave his life for me. So on this day, I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior and my soon coming King, and I promise to serve him all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, then the next step is to go find a good church and get settled into a good church and one that teaches the word of God and teaches the truth in the word of God. So I would encourage you to do that, but be thankful right now. That God has given you the greatest generational gift of generosity that you could ever receive. Now that you know Christ, draw closer to Him and receive Him. Now let me continue. My wife Sharon and I have two great kids. Our prayer is that the generational gifts that we receive from our parents will be passed on to them. Our son Ed and daughter Tricia each have three children. Our daughter-in-law Susie and son-in-law Jack have the same Christian heritage their families have passed on to them generations of generosity through the love of Christ. When I think of the generational generosity that will be passed on to our grandchildren, I just get blessed all over. Now, my words are not intended to make anyone feel guilty about the generational issues in their families. If you are struggling with a lack of generational generosity in your family, then today you can be the one to change it. Now, let me stop there. You can be the one to change it. You don't have to look to someone else you can just decide right now we're going to start something to change in our life. It kind of reminds me of the story that my mother gave to me when I was just a kid about maybe 10 years of age. We were having dinner one night. Mom and dad were sitting there and I was blessed to be at a home where we all sat around the table and had dinner together and my brother and my two sisters were there and my mother had gotten word that day that my grandmother had just experienced her fourth divorce. She was a lady who just had a very difficult time choosing the right fella, and she seemed to marry the same kind of guy over and over again. I love my grandmother, and I didn't know that she'd gone through all that. But mom just stopped at dinner time, and she said, You know, guys, we just need to understand something right now. We're going to stop that generational curse of divorce that's in the family. And we're going to come against that. And we're going to believe that from this day forward, there'll be no more divorce issues in our families. Now, my mom and dad went on to be married nearly 60 years before my dad passed. They'd still be married to this day if they were still both alive. And then just think about what happened from that day on. My wife and I have now been married for 55 years. My sister has been married 56 years, my brother has been married 57 years, and my other sister was married 50 years before her husband passed. So my mom took authority over that in the name of Jesus. She said, we're going to continue a generation of blessing in our family. And we're going to come up against that generation of divorce. So if there's something like that you've seen in your family, you can take authority over it right now in the name of Jesus. This is not a teaching on generational curses, but it is a teaching on something greater than that. And that's the blessing of generational generosity. May it happen in your family and may you be the one to start it. And you can start it if you'll just believe without any doubt whatsoever that you serve a generous God who wants to see generational generosity begin in you and all of us and all of our families. Let me give you a passage of scripture I think that will help you in understanding how much God loves generosity. It's found in the book of Psalms, it's Psalm 112 verse 4 in the New Living Translation. Light shines in the darkness for the godly. They are generous compassionate, and righteous. That's how God sees his people, and that's how he sees all of us. So just receive that now today. Before we move on, let me just ask you a couple questions and kind of see how this is settling in your spirit today. Generosity is giving without conditions, right? Isn't that the way it should be? So how do you feel about conditional giving? Well, I can tell you right now that conditional giving is something that is not very pleasing to the Lord. And I believe that if we put conditions on things, then we basically have the wrong motives. Now, it reminds me of when I was in Vietnam. I served in the military over there. I was in the army. And I would be out on patrol, or I would be on guard duty on the perimeter by myself, and it'd be late at night and dark. And I wasn't a Christian. I didn't know the Lord. I'd gone to church, but I had never committed my life to Christ. So I'd be sitting there and all of a sudden I'd hear something in a tree or a bush or something, or I would kind of wonder if this night someone was going to attack me and I'd have to be fighting for my life or whatever it was. And I was, it's a pretty uncomfortable situation. I was 20 years old and was wondering how in the world I ever got there. I wish I'd have been a Christian. I could have just asked for peace from God and that pray that he would help me and protect me, but I wasn't. So I'd make some kind of a statement like, God, if you're real, Right there, you can see that I wasn't a Christian. I'd say, God, if you're real, if you get me through this situation tonight, I promise I'll go to church or I promise I'll read the Bible or I'd make some conditional commitment to God. And then once that situation passed and I was back in my bunk that night or later that night and I was safe and protected, I just kind of kind of ignored or forgot that I'd said that. And church would come by Sunday and I may or may not go, but I certainly had not made a commitment to God and I was using contingent generosity. I'll be generous with my time to you, Lord, if you'll do something for me. You know, it's it's amazing, but that conditional generosity or contingent generosity runs in a lot of our lives and those are attitudes we need to get rid of. We need to make sure that when we want to bless someone that we don't make a contingent reminds me of the story about this guy that I got gave the food to that I'd mentioned earlier in this podcast and he rejected it and so I went back in the into the store and got him something else and gave it to him and he basically I don't know who he was I'm not sure if he was an angel I'm not sure if it was just a fellow living on the streets but bottom line he taught me a great lesson and that was I should not put any contingency on my generosity it has to do with like gift giving Let, let's say at Christmas time you give someone a gift and then maybe it's a picture or something, you want it to hang, them to hang that on that wall. So you give them a gift of generosity, you feel, and you bought them a nice gift, and it's a picture, you want it on their wall. And then six months later, you go to their house, you look around, and it's not on the wall. And you wonder yourself, where does it go? I don't understand. I thought when I gave it to them that it would be a gift and they would be displaying it. Well, you see, when we give a gift... The key word is that we give it. It's no longer ours. And that person can do whatever they want to with it. So if you give a gift and there's a contingency, say of a picture or something, and the contingency is that they need to put it on their wall and you're going to get upset if they don't put it on their wall, then you are putting a condition on your generosity. And that's just wrong. That's having the wrong motives. And God will never bless the wrong motives. God has given to us unconditionally his love. We need to pass that unconditional love onto others. So with that... Let's just think about are we giving conditional gifts? Do we give gifts that have contingencies? applied to them. Let's remove that in our gift giving and our generosity. And you watch God bless us. So let me ask you this question then. When you give a gift to someone, do you always expect a thank you? Now I know it's courtesy and we're taught that when you get something, you're supposed to say thank you. But what do you do if someone doesn't say thank you? You give them something and they just look at you or don't look at you or they just take it and walk away. We've got to learn how to rise above requiring a thank you or someone showing that they appreciate what we've done for them. Because when we do that, we're robbing ourselves of the purity of true generosity. Here's another question. Generosity does not require financial wealth. How do you give without using money? Well, that's probably a pretty easy question for a lot of people. But probably the best gift that you can give if you don't have finances is the give of yourself, which means giving of our time. You know, we all have the same amount of time. We're all gifted with 24 hours a day. Now, some of us live longer than others. My mother lived to be 95 years of age. But the bottom line, each day has the same amount of time in it. And so giving of our time is one of the greatest, most generous gifts that we can give because that's the most precious thing to us as we go through life. As I get older, I realize that, my goodness, the days are going faster, the weeks are going faster, the months are going by, and the years are going by quick. I remember my dad telling me when I was a young man, I was probably in my 20s and he was in his 50s, and he said, son, as you get older, time seems to go by faster. He said, I went through my 40s, it seemed like it was just a few years. And I thought, yeah, right, dad, and I thought that was okay. But now, as life continues on for me, I would agree with dad. My 40s and my 50s and even my 60s seem to just go so fast and so That'll happen in our life and because its time is precious and we give of that precious time. I believe it's a generous gift. Here's another question I'd like to ask you right now. What attitude of giving are we passing on to our family? Now think about that. If you are part of a family or if you're single and you don't have a lot of family around or just don't have family, hardly any family at all, you do have maybe contacts or people you work with or whoever it might be, we can have an impact on other people about giving of ourselves to others. Our attitude of giving must be that we give and not worrying about what we're going to get back. So if we have the wrong attitude, we're going to be miserable. If we give and expect a thank you, we'll be miserable if we don't get one. If we give and invite someone over to our home or someone out to coffee and they never invite us to their home or invite us to coffee, we're not getting back what we thought we sewed into that gift. We can be upset and be irritated and get angry with people. So we've got to work on our attitudes on giving and how we're passing that attitude on to our family and our friends. And if you're a dad, you're a father, I think it's especially important to take the lead in your family as far as having an attitude of being generous. So be generous with your time. Be generous with your finances. Be generous with your love and generous with your abilities and your talents. If you're going to a church someplace, which I hope you are, pray that you'll be generous in giving the talents that God has given you to help that church and bless that church. You know, it's said in a church and says that basically all around this country that 20% of the people do 80% are 100% of all the work that's needed in volunteer groups or in churches or those places where people need to volunteer of their time. So let's be sure we're at least in that 20%. And hopefully in the church, we can increase that 20% to a larger percentage. And we will, if God's people will use their talents and their abilities that were gifts from him to them, a generous gift to them, and use it to reach out and bless someone else. Let's now move on to my last question in this particular podcast. Generational generosity is God's gift to us. What generational gifts do you want to give? Now, some guys might reach up and say, oh, I know what I want to do. I want to leave a lot of money to my family. Well, that's wonderful and great, but you may not be in a position to do that. But even if you are in a position to give a lot of money, that may not be the most generous gift that you can give. You see... The gifts that we can give are the things that we receive that have blessed us. Think back in your life and think about people who've blessed you. I think of my grandmother, who was such a blessing. She was kind of a rough lady. She had four marriages. She was a businesswoman, an entrepreneur. But the thing that she did with me that blessed me was that she would give me her time, and we would go for a drive through the city, and she would talk to me about real estate investing and buying property and what you can do with it and giving me ideas and getting me out of the mindset that I could never be successful, that I could basically never have any finances. But grandma always gave me a gift of hope and a future and, and realized that she had talent and abilities and she wanted to pass on to other people. It's interesting when I think that many of my family members didn't listen to her and the advice she gave. But I think grandma, even to this day, that she passed on a gift uh, of entrepreneurialship and an attitude of you can be more successful than than you are right now, and you can you can accomplish things in this life. And that was a gift that she passed on to me, and I appreciate it so much to this day. So, what generational gifts do you want to give? Usually, it's something that blessed you. So, I like to pass that on. It's interesting. I find myself today really enjoying speaking to other people and sharing with them how God has given them a future and a hope. You see, a lot of folks kind of give up on their finances. They give up on their marriage. They give up on their jobs. They give up on, on life in general because they've lost their hope. But if you can pass on hope and encouragement and be an influencer to encourage someone to, to live an overcoming life, then you can leave a generous gift to these people. One of the reasons that I do these podcasts is because the Lord has blessed me with a lot of background, a lot of interesting experiences. I'm not boasting. Please forgive me if you think that I am. But basically, you know, I served in the military. So I have stories there that I can share with people. So we have a ministry at church called Vets Helping Vets. And then the Lord also put on my heart that I should mentor businessmen because I was blessed to be able to be in banking for a number of years and then own my own real estate development company for years. And then after that, went into ministry and pastored a church for nearly 20 years. And now the Lord's having me write and write a lot of books and doing things that I believe will help other people. And these podcasts, I hope, are a blessing to other people. I don't get paid for doing these podcasts. Matter of fact, I have to pay a fee in order to be able to have the time to be able to speak these on these podcasts. So I just believe. And once again, please forgive me if you think I'm boasting because I'm really not. I'm just using that as an example that we all have something to offer to someone else. So what generational gifts do you want to give others? I believe if you can't answer that question, then get back into the Word of God and look at the gifts that Paul gave to the churches. Look at the gifts that Jesus gave. They were they were without any limits whatsoever, that God gave his son, an unconditional gift to us. And look at the people who, like Peter, who gave all that he had into building the church. Church. And then you look at the modern day people like the Billy Grahams and the people who traveled the world to spread the gospel message. And if you, if you can't relate to a Billy Graham or those kind of people, then you can also think about the person who gets in a little school bus and drives around town and picks up little kids on Sundays and takes them to the local church. That's something that we can do. Or you can give a sandwich to someone who's sitting on the side of the road and is hungry. Whatever it might be, you can give a generational gift to someone and sow a seed that'll grow into their life that'll help them to see and understand the importance of being generous to others. Now, I hope that you've received something out of today's podcast. This is a special one to me because I've used examples of my grandmother, of my family, and of my my dad, who was such a great guy. And I think about all the years of blessing that God has given me. And I just pray that somehow that this teaching will help you understand that we serve a wonderful, amazing, generous God. And that generational generosity is something that he desires because he's the founder of it. And he poured it into Abraham and Sarah. And he poured it into all the apostles and the disciples and all the people who followed Jesus. And he wants to pour it into all of us. So because of that, I want you to receive that. So I'm going to pray about blessing over you that you'll receive the generosity of God and it will be a generational blessing for you, for generations to come. Father, I thank you once again for an opportunity to bring a message like this to people who are listening in. I pray blessings upon them. pray that they would receive it. I pray that they would be blessed through it and because of it, Father. pray that you would use your word and the scriptures I've given to bless them, Father. And I thank you, Lord, for those who've tuned in, Father, and I pray that maybe they'll reach out to someone else and show extended generosity, Father, whether it be financial, whether it be time-wise, or whether it be just in using their gifts, whatever it might be, that they would use that blessing you've given them to be a blessing to someone else. And I'll thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. This series on God's generosity is one I really am enjoying. And in case you're wondering where I get some of my material and research work, I've written a book entitled Generosity, What's in It for Me? And it was a book designed to help people understand exactly about God's goodness and his generous attitude towards us and how we need to be sure that we have the right motives in receiving his generosity. In addition to that, that we need to understand that not all things are bad when we say what's in it for us because when you go to buy a car, you need to make sure it's going to meet your needs and take care of things. So it's it's something I believe that'll bless you. So if you're interested in that and would like to have more information on my teachings on generosity, you can subscribe to my Podcasts on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. In addition to that, some of the materials that I've written, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you get to that webpage, you'll notice a listing of a number of books that I've written on the area of finances and prosperity. One is entitled, Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. It's a book on faith that'll help you, I believe, understand that if something is not happening in your life, that you can call forth those things that are not as though they are and believe that God's going to bless you. In addition to that, I have another book entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living, and it's really a teaching on how to become debt-free and get control of your finances so that you can be a blessing to your family, to yourself, and to others. In my next podcast, we'll be talking about the topic, how to have the correct motives. You see, God wants our motives to be right. He's written about it in his word. We'll talk about that and talk about the importance of working on our motives so that we can receive the fullness of God's blessings and his generosity. So with that, let me just close by saying, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and to give you peace. Now may you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So until next time. May God richly bless you.